Welcome to Bonjour Bitch. My name is Charlotte and I'm many things, but most importantly for this podcast, I am multicultural and sometimes a bitch. We're going to talk about everything from relationships to daily life, all from a multicultural point of view. Each week, I'll be accompanied by the most amazing guests to delve further into topics that really affect us all. You'd better get ready for it, bitches. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Bonjour, Bitch. And this week, we are going to be discussing music with the fabulous filmmaker, musician, and friend of mine, Owen Pennington. Howdy, howdy. How's it going? Good. How are you? Pretty good. Pretty good. Awesome. Perfect. So let's get started. Tell me a bit about where your family originates from and where you grew up. So I'm a bit of a mixed bag. Um, I'm pretty sure everyone can hear. I've got an accent. I um, uh, grew up in New Zealand. So we were born here um, and then all of us uh, moved out to New Zealand when I was about four. Um, my dad's Welsh, my mum's Irish, but they met in London and then had all the children. <laughs> had all the children. How uh, many children yeah, are there? Yeah. Uh, there's four of us. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So not, not, not super massive, but pretty But pretty you were all by. born here and yep. then moved out as a big family unit yep. to New out. Zealand. Interestingly, my dad was about two years younger than me when he moved to New Zealand with four kids. That's pretty terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> they do not mess around back in, back in the day, eh? And then now are they sort of like, um, so where are your kids now? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, TikTok, mate, TikTok. <laughs> and what made you come back to London? So I finished my degree in Auckland and um, I knew I was interested in uh, film and television and stuff like that, despite doing a science degree. And then what I did was I was just writing silly comedy TV shows and then attempting to pitch it at our local, um, like our national television centre. And every time the answer was, who are you, you ridiculous child, what are you doing? Because <laughs> obviously our ideas were a little bit you know, left to centre. So then uh, I was on the phone to my brother who was up in London and he had just moved up here and he works in Forex. So he said, hey, look, why don't you come up here, hang out and maybe try and find a job. Uh, maybe I can try and get you a, um, a job at my work, uh, despite me having not done finance before. Uh, so I thought, hey, look, why not? So I just sort of uh, gave myself about a month and then jumped on up to London and um, met up with my brother. And um, we, uh, yeah, he got me a job at his work and yeah, worked there for about 18 months. Um, I didn't know you worked in finance. Oh, well, a very low level. Um, but yeah, it was pretty interesting. It was, what, um, what low level? Were you one of those guys at the bank that like helps you put your card in the right way in the oh, no, no, ATM? I never, <laughs> oh, no, I wish. That was, <laughs> I couldn't be trusted with something like that. No, no, they, um, <laughs> what, uh, they I was actually doing um, basic forex trading for um, business clients. So, oh, that's quite cool. Uh, yeah, it was, it was pretty interesting. Um, but mainly it was sort of like, you know, relationship management chatting to the clients making sure they're all sort of happy and stuff like that but yeah it was it was interesting anyway um always like learning new skills and it was pretty pretty cool fun yeah. so you worked in that for a bit and yeah. then but before i'd done that i was always doing music and i was always doing film stuff as well but the music when i uh, first got to london we started to accrue gigs i was working with another guy at the time i was um uh, playing in a kind of acoustic duo maybe you know what i mean just doing covers and stuff and then there came a tipping point where I started to do like sort of three gigs a week and my earnings from doing that started to outstrip my earnings from working, uh, doing the finance job. So I thought I'll just pack in the finance job and just do the music. And then that's what I did. That's amazing. And so 
When you were growing up, what kind of music did your family listen to? So both my parents are, uh, did always did like amateur dramatics. They're always singing, both of them. Um, my dad actually sung in a professional opera in uh, oh, New Zealand wow. when we were um, a bit younger. Um, so both of them sung all the time. And uh, so my dad's got a real uh, classical music bent, and I just don't have the ear for it, unfortunately. Like, it's just not something I take a lot of pleasure of. I mean, of course, I like some of them. But main stuff was always Queen and then always The Police. Oh, classic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's in terms of, like, I'm, put, I'm doing air quotes for people on the podcast, but the contemporary stuff was always The Police. It was always just, like, 80s, 80s-style sort of um, rock and bit glam rock and stuff. Um, and the cars as well. That was always the sort of CDs on rotation while cleaning Very the house. Very cool. And how did this music influence you? Yeah, I guess listening to that kind of music, it was always really possible to play music after that because, let's face it, um, despite being brilliant, you know, uh, the cars aren't particularly, like, amazing in terms of the structure or whatever. Um, they're not really math rocks or, like, trivium or whatever else like that. So... It being easy meant that when I did start picking up the guitar and stuff like that, you kind of have all these like pre-programmed uh, tunes in your head, and if you can easily translate that to a burgeoning guitar like um, skill, then I feel like you can be more, uh, you more easily and more you attain more satisfaction more easily because you can play these like happy songs that you you know that you're used to. So yeah. And. When did you begin to learn how to play an instrument? I was about 12 when I started playing the guitar, which is my main instrument for now. But before that, when I was about seven or eight, I had a teacher at our school, and there's a, a really easy instrument to play. It's called the auto harp. I don't think anyone will know what it is, but basically it's a it's like a, a 30-something stringed instrument, like a harp, yeah. except it's got buttons instead of having to place your finger or like do anything else. You just push a button for like... C and then you strum it and then you push oh, a button wow. for like D minor so for a child that's like ideal because you still get the feeling of playing an instrument but you're not really playing an instrument sorry to any auto harp <laughs> aficionados out there and do you think you then moved on to the guitar because it was a stringing instrument still sort of I had that kind of strumming thing yeah. down as a kid but um, also my brother was given a guitar he's a couple of years older than me and he was super possessive of it and I just wanted to piss him off excuse me because he was very possessive he was like don't touch my guitar and I was like okay I definitely won't touch your guitar so anyway I was touching his guitar and I just really enjoyed it I really enjoyed the sound that I could make I enjoyed being able to translate what I could hear into something that I was making um, and I just yeah got a kick out of it so I kept going Does he still play the guitar? Not really no Ha! <laughs> and how have your diverse origins influenced the music you enjoy and now play? I'd say that growing up in New Zealand, we've got our own thing going on, you know, a lot of roots, a lot of reggae, that kind of stuff. And that definitely influences the kind of rhythmic playing that I play with. So when I do gigs, I focus quite a lot on the rhythm side of it as opposed to, you know, doing lots of like lead bits and everything else of like that, because I think that's what makes people dance. And that kind of at its essence is the core of campfire New Zealand strumming. Do you know what I mean? It's just being able to make a bigger sound with just one instrument as opposed to having lots of finity in the way that you play. Because the way you play now, so you don't just play an acoustic guitar, do you? No. So I play, I do like a lot of looping, 
which means that I, uh, for the lay people out there, I plug everything into a uh, like an effects board, and then when I play uh, a phrase, it'll loop indefinitely, and I can play on top of that. So you can layer multiple instruments. So I start with the drums, play some uh, percussion and then play some rhythm guitar over top of that and then play some bass over top of that so it creates a sort of full band sound and then I sing and, and play guitar over top of that. Wow. So you have all the instruments on stage and you just sort of pick them up and do it progressively? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly, yeah. Very cool. Lonely childhood. <laughs> You've performed internationally. Mm-hmm. Have you ever felt that you needed to tailor your repertoire to the country you were in? That's a great question. I uh, I don't speak any other language, so it's pretty easy for me to <laughs> not feel like I need to do that. But um, I was playing at a wedding in Africa, uh, in Zanzibar, and I'd already learned a kind of nonsense Swahili song, and then someone requested it, so I felt pretty cool playing that in Africa, but it was only because of a request. Very cool. Yeah. Did you actually sing in Swahili? Oh yeah, there's it's like one verse. Yeah. Okay, fine. Yeah. But still, it's kind of cool. Yeah, it was good. We learned it, um, my wife and I, climbing uh, Kilimanjaro. Very cool. Which is your all-time favourite song and why? So the song that is my absolute favourite is probably... It's by a British band from the north of England. I don't think too many um, listeners will know the song or the band. Maybe they will. It's um, The song's called The Fix, and it's by a band called Elbow. Uh, yeah, so it's a song that I really, really like because each line in the song is hugely evocative. Like one line can give you so much information. So if anyone's out there, go and have a listen. Um, it's about uh, actually no, I'll let you listen to it and make your mind up. Okay, it's brilliant I feel like favorite I need to song. Listen to it now. Yeah, it's really good. And so, do you like it as much for the lyrics as the musical aspect yep, of it? Absolutely. Well? When you listen to the lyrics and kind of work out what you think's going on then you're listening to, you know, the it's in a sort of a waltz timing and it's just, yeah, it's exquisite. It's beautiful. Oh, amazing. If there was any concert you could attend or any performer, dead or alive, who would it be and why? So I think mainly because, I mean, there's loads of great artists that I'd love to go and see now and you've still got the opportunity to go and see, but I feel like I would have loved to have seen Queen's set at um, Live Aid just because I've seen it so many times on crappy VHS and obviously because it was the kind of focus of the recent um, Queen film. Yeah. It just looked like an amazing, amazing performance. And, yeah, it almost spanned their entire, like, discography in one just, like, really succinct small time slot. They absolutely knocked it out of the park, and I wish I could have been there. And so the instruments that you play currently are So I can play guitar play bass, uh, play drums. I play the ukulele as well, but yeah, and the auto harp, don't forget that. <laughs> I know I was that going amazing, to say. That amazing <laughs> instrument of the auto harp. But yeah, I mean, I can noodle and other stuff. I've uh, had a noodle recently on theremin. Do you know what theremin is? No. So theremin is like a really crazy electronic instrument. And what it does is it, it utilizes like a field, like a, a magnetic field. Okay. So it'll have a big steel rod here. Yeah. And then it'll have like another plate. And then the proximity of your hand, your left hand, yeah. to the plate, just in space, like not touching anything, will be how loud it is. And then how far up you are up the, the steel pole, that will be your um, pitch. So you literally, just with your hands, not touching anything, you can control this electronic sound. Yeah, it was invented ages ago, like in the 50s, I think. Oh, wow. Really cool. What does it sound like? It sounds like a really... Um, loose violin so it's like 
Ah. Yeah. yeah, but electronic. The theremin. Have a listen to it. Yeah, oh, I probably described it yeah. awfully, but no, I feel I need to look idea. it up now. Yeah, it's really good. It's really fun. And are there any instruments that you still think, oh, I really want to try this, or I really want to become better at this, or yeah. learn this instrument? Yeah, yeah, well, all of them. Essentially, you can never. You ne- <laughs> I never think, hey, do you know what guitar? I'm really good at that now. You just don't. You know, when, uh, the more you play, the more you realise you can't play. Uh, despite I play twenty or plus hours a week, every week. Uh, just of, from doing the gigs on the weekend but um, if I could learn an instrument from scratch I'd say the saxophone just because it is the closest thing to the human voice it's so emotive it's so expressive yeah I've just always looked at it and thought man that's cool but it's really difficult I think have you ever tried? I've yeah, I've tried once and just made a horrible sound because <laughs> it's not even one of those like if you like a piano or a guitar, the first day someone can go put your fingers here, boom, and go yeah. and you can make a sound. But with the saxophone, the first like month or few days, you have to even just learn where to place your mouth and your mm. tongue and stuff. So it's not that easy. True. What about yourself? Do you play any? Sorry to throw it back oh, on you. Oh, no, no, no. Interesting. <laughs> um, so I used to play the piano when I was little. Mm-hmm. And then I um, I played the piano for about five, six years. Mm-hmm. Loved it. Did you do the grade system or did you just like free ball it? No, so it was complicated because I had a teacher back in Switzerland where they teach it the French way with actual solfege. So do, re, mi, etc. Well, we. Um, but since I had learnt to read music with a recorder at school. Yeah, classic instrument. Sorry, uh, yeah, I should have added exactly. that to my repertoire. See, uh, you see everybody... Chariots of fire on that bad boy. Everybody knows yeah. a recorder. <laughs> and I had learnt it with the English system of ABCD. Sure. And so my teacher, who was teaching at the conservatory in Geneva, very kindly accepted to adapt her way of teaching oh, wow. to ABCD and yeah. said, let's just skip solfege. Mm-hmm. Let's make sure you enjoy your lessons. Sure. She actually was our next door neighbor in the village. So I literally Amazing. would just cross the street, Brilliant. go to her house, do my lessons. Mm-hmm. I loved it. Yeah. I loved it. Then I went to boarding school. Was more interested Couldn't take the in piano bo- with you. Couldn't take the piano with me. Was more <laughs> interested in boys than playing piano. Yeah, and was fair. sort of like, ah, oh, whatever. And then left it. And then when I started to get to like mid-20s, started mm. thinking... I really regret not continuing not yeah. continuing having given it up yeah. it, it really started to annoy me that I'd given it up mm-hmm. and then just over a year ago Emily and Antonio so my husband and my sister grouped together and got me a piano for Christmas wow yeah that is a beautiful gift that we needed to check that fit into the flat and yeah everything. of course yeah yeah um, but is it like a reasonable it's, it's size it's a Yamaha the... it's Dang. not the basic one it's like a second nice. level one so awesome. that it at least produces a really nice sound. Beautiful, yeah. Um, and it's electronic, so it takes up much less space. That's great. Um, and I have my weekly piano lessons oh, with my teacher that That's comes. So cool. And I've oh, um, amazing. just finishing grade one at the moment. Very, very cool. Um, and yeah, it's What's your favourite tune to play on it? I've got an 18th century one that I really like at the moment, which each time I see a piano anywhere now, yeah. even if it's not properly corded or yeah. anything, I just start playing or it. Or if it's I've, in someone's house, you just lean I your know, hands in. and I've practiced it so much now that yeah. literally some of the movements are just coming. That's so cool. Um, and I said to Antonio, I was like, my objective is to be able to go to King's Cross one day and just like whack it Throw out down. really well. Yeah. Nice. Um, 
But it's crazy how some things just stay with you. Mm-hmm. I remember my first lesson back nearly 15, 16 years after I'd played piano for the last time. I was so worried. I kept mm. telling the teacher, I'm really worried I'm not going to remember anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm really worried it's going to be really hard and I'm going to find it hard because I remember how easy it was for me as a child. Sure, yeah, yeah. And actually things come back so much yeah, quicker. Yeah, yeah. Especially if you relax and you're just like, oh, I'll just see. And then your muscle memory kicks in. And, yeah, and that's when you realize that if you have that ear, mm. It stays. Yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. It's so just new, yeah. she does all these sorts of exercises with me that I never did as a kid. So she'll play a tune with, and I have my eyes closed mm. and then I have to repeat it and she gives me three tries. Nice. And so does I Does she give to... you a lolly if you do well? <laughs> <laughs> I wish she did. Yeah. Um, if you're listening, then... piano teacher. <laughs> yeah, I know, exactly. Um, and then we do like these coordination exercises. So... She'll tap her head, her shoulder, her knees, mm. but I have to tap one later. Yeah, of course. So yeah, yeah. what Syncopate I'm seeing the, yeah. is not what I'm doing. So yeah. it's helping me to sort of read the music ahead yeah. of time and then play it. Brilliant. So it's really very clever, good. Very I'm, clever. I'm really, really enjoying it. I think the fact that you started like early-ish in your life. And I'm just, now coming back exactly, to it. It will set you up so, 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 so well. Um, obviously, that's what they do. They can actually teach perfect pitch now Japanese scientists work it out if you start the child really really young much more young than you think you'd need to like sort of pre two years old um, on knowing every single one of the 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 keys all through the octaves all 88 keys uh, and then they can reliably produce which so you can you can blind test the child and go uh, make a take a note and it'll be second D over middle C and they'll know exactly which, which one not just it's a D note they'll wow. know what octave yeah it's really cool that's crazy mm. but I do think it makes a difference because I see Antonio he did a bit of Spanish guitar when he mm. was younger mm. obviously being in Spain yeah. um, they just call it guitar yeah exactly <laughs> and he enjoyed it but he was never pushed to continue it Mm -hmm. and I see him now sometimes when I practice piano at home he sort of comes and does like you know the sort of typical sort of tickling the notes of the piano and he's like oh it doesn't sound good and I'm like but if you want to take lessons yeah he's like no no it's fine I I just think you either do it seriously as a kid and then even if you step back Mm -hmm. and then come back to it later yeah yeah, it's harder as an adult like Mm. yeah for sure as a kid i was like going straight through it and taking everything in but yeah no that's the only instrument i play now although when i do pick up a recorder i can still like do the typical tunes yeah nice that's cool (laughs) everyone else's annoyance eh? the recorder is yeah it's the least attractive sounding instrument in my opinion finally if you could give any budding musicians listening to this a piece of advice, what would it be? Um, if you're going to learn an instrument, just commit to five minutes a day. Don't try and do a big block of it all the time if you're the type of person. Like if, you're, if you have a guitar, don't put it away. Don't put it, don't lock it back in its case. Keep it out, keep it next to the couch because then you'll pick it up and those five minutes a day better than an hour in a block at the start of the week. Also, if you do progress and you start... Uh, making it your career or making it your job or whatever don't let the market that you currently live in just define your value Um, so for example in New Zealand it's not particularly easy to make a living off playing guitar whereas in London you can quite comfortably make a living off playing guitar so there is a market out there that could accept what you do don't let the current country that you live define define that for you 
Okay. How mm. often do you practice your instruments? Uh, much less than I should, but I'll still pick up the guitar. I keep the guitar next to me at my workstation, and then in between um, like work sessions, I'll pick it up and play a tune or try and learn a song or whatever else of that, just to cleanse my palate, if you will, for what I'm working on that's a bit more acidic. And then also I have the advantage of playing three, three and a half, four hour long gigs a weekend mm. um, every week. So that's a lot of hours playing guitar. And then quite cheekily, if I want to learn a new song, I often just bring the chords up in front of me and then play it live. And that'll be my practice for it. But yeah, if you're looking to start out, don't do that. Yeah, no. <laughs> practice more for often. Sure. <laughs> Fair enough. It's time for the Bitchfire Round! Awesome. So it's now time for the Bitchfire Question Round. Classic. That's what I'm here for. That's what I'm here for. (laughs) And so um, I will give you two options and then if you can answer and then... Exactly. Dog or cat? Dog. Netflix or Prime? Netflix. Bath or shower? Shower? Who has a bath? Me. Wow. We talked to that. We'll circle back around. <laughs> ASOS or Zara? Don't know what those are. Clothes, probably. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sweet or savoury? Uh, savoury. Coffee or tea? Coffee. Winter or summer? Uh, summer. City or countryside? Countryside. Vintage or new? New. Instagram or Twitter? Instagram. Yay. Yeah. Um, now, yeah. baths? Yeah. Man, what are you, a Victorian child? Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. It's my me time. Fair, 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 fair. But like, functionally speaking, like if you wake up in the morning and you need to have, like wash yourself before you go somewhere, do you just throw down a bath? Yeah. Damn, that's commitment. That is, yeah. I will wake up the 15 minutes earlier. To get that bath. To have a bath. Wow. That is, yep, my hat's I off I tend to, to have my bath at the end of the day. Yeah. Because I find it relaxes me sure. from the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I have like all my little bath oils and now that we've got the puppy as well she loves to just come and lie next to the bath whilst I have the bath very good so okay yeah I can see that it's a nice moment yeah and I've got a tv there as well oh man you got everything you got yeah your bath swag on all good generally watch the chase in the bath very good feel culture and relax exactly it it works yeah there's a level Um, of refinement that I'm couldn't possibly understand see (laughs) And finally, what is your social media handle? Um, just uh, just my name, just Owen Pennington, spelt funny, O-W-A-I-N, Pennington on Instagram. That's it. It is Owen spelt funny. I remember yeah. the first times I was like, spelling it on my phone, it was just refusing yeah. it. Growing growing, uh, growing up in New Zealand, <laughs> that was delightful. <laughs> What's that? What's Owain? Owain. Thanks, Welsh Dad. Because that's the Welsh spelling, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, and also the correct spelling for everybody out there. Well, oh, really? The, the, the first one. It was, it was anglicised after that, but it was uh, originated in Wales, yeah. Oh, fair mm. enough. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being Thanks on Bonjour so much for today. having me. Yeah, thank you so classic. much. Speak nice to you soon. Bye. Bye. Remember to tune in next Monday for a brand new episode and please rate and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast. It really does help us out. We'll see you then. Au revoir, bitches. Bitches.